guys, welcome to another episode of Culture Sports, and that's what we're bringing down Sunday Championship Weekend. And my goodness, these both games came down to the wire again. So I'm like, maybe this Championship Weekend outdid the Divisional Weekend because you know it was more a stake. And both these games it came down to last possession on both games once again. I don't think this has ever happened, and I think in NFL history where, where the division round came down to this last position as well too. And championship game as well, too. That was, you know, some truly fantastic football this weekend as well. And it was more tales of two teams, you know, one team punching and one team in the mouth in the second half. And another team possibly blowing a golden opportunity lead in the second half. Like I said, we had a year of golden opportunities. And also Tom Brady finally retired on his own way. You know, even though Adam Schefter ruined it for him, you know, he finally said his letters and goodbyes to each individual um, coaches and players in um, Buccaneers. And before we start, guys, please hit the subscribe button and part of the coaching game. Greatly appreciate it. So, first game, Sunday, Bengals versus Kansas City. This game right here, you can say it was a tale of two halves, honestly. First half, Kansas City played a phenomenal first half. Like, it was flawlessly done. There's not much you could ask for besides them not punching it in. And um, I think it was, like, 10, 20 seconds left, and they were down in the goal line, and they couldn't punch it in. And right there, they lost points off the board. But right now, before I get into it, this is already you know with Patrick Mullins. He had a fantastic, you know, first half, had three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Charles Kelsey, you know, was doing his thing as well. Tyreek Hill, like, Bengals couldn't do nothing right against defense, against Kansas City Chiefs in the first half. It was pure dominance to the point. Like, I felt back, like, once it got to 28, 21-3, I'm like, man, this game is actually over. Like, if the Bengals don't score in this drive right here, I truly believe this game was going to be a complete blowout. Lucky the Bengals, it was put up, you know, seven points before halftime. And like I said before the beginning of my review, it was that Kansas City was, was driving down the field, you know, with, with, I think like either a minute or two minutes left, you know, driving down, driving down. They got down to the goal line. I think it was like 10 seconds up or five seconds, whatever it is. Instead of going for the points, going for, you no know, three points, they try to get greedy and try to go up seven points. I understand the philosophy of what they were trying to do, you know, put this game out of reach, you know, in the second half, just take the penalty, you know, off the, off the gas and just, just slowly drive their way into the Super Bowl. And with that right there, I truly believe that's what possibly cost them the game because they, Andy Reid had his Frank Wright, you know, mentality. Let's get all the points you possibly get, especially in the goal line. They just get the points you could get, especially in the playoffs. You don't want to leave points on the board where, you know, it possibly cost you later on in the game, which it truly did. Like I said before, Patrick Mahomes played a phenomenal first half, like to the point like they're going to Super Bowl. That's how I felt going to halftime. And Joe Burrow, he had an okay game. There was getting some pressure to him, and they was able to take away Jamal Trace most of the first half. And T. Higgins was, was able to step up for them, especially in the second half. And let's get to the second half of this game. The defense decided, you know what? We're going to, you know, not pressure Patrick Mahomes. We're going to drop out everybody back, let everybody up front, you know, try to get pressure on Patrick Mahomes. And guess what? They actually did to the point where Kansas City only score six points in the third, the fourth, and the overtime. And that right there was, you know, truly, you know, what – Propel the Bengals to go into the Super Bowl was, you know, switching the whole game playing up in the second half. And the third quarter, that's where, you know, the comeback time was happening with the Bengals. Joey Burrow finished again with 23 for 20, 23 for 38, 250 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Like I said before, Kansas City basically took away Jamal Trace from the game. Either he, he definitely had some good clutch catches during his game. But since they took him away, it was up to T. Higgins to step it up. And he definitely had himself, you know, a hell of a game. Six receptions, 103 yards. And people tend to forget T. Higgins is a quality second receiver. Could possibly be a number one receiver, bro. Due to more, you know, Jamar Chase's, you know, greatness his rookie season. People tend to forget how great T. Higgins is. And once again, Joey Burrow was, you know, calm, cool, collect. Didn't phase him that he was down, you know, so many points to 
he bought them back. And Joe Burrow didn't make that many mistakes like Patrick Mahomes did. And back to Patrick Mahomes in the second half, he was taking so many dumb sacks I'd never seen before. Like, I'm like, dude, why are you falling down? And, you know, throw the ball away. You know, he's trying to you know, extend plays so many times where it backfired on him, too, you know, and he took unnecessary sacks, which it cost the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, field goal um, possessions and all this stuff. And down to the last possession, you know, Kansas City, they drove down. You know, they, they had a chip-a-chip performance drive and, and uh, just, you know, get tied the game with a field goal. And so now we go to overtime in Kansas City. He gets the ball first. And what do you think? It's over. Kansas City drive down the field. Call it a day. And that's it. So Kansas City, they start driving a little bit, a little bit. And Patrick Mahomes just goes for a pure bomb and gets intercepted. I'm like, oh, my God. Why, why, why would you do this? Patrick Mahomes had a, I'll say, good first half. He was, you know, I'm going to say overall stats, but the first half is, you know, what it was telling. 26 for 39, 275 yards, three touchdowns, and zero interceptions. Second half, he had two interceptions and a key interception overtime that gave Bengals the ball. And Joey Burrow does what Joey Burrow does, driving down the field. And the field kick, it was funny because last week he said, yo, I'm kicking us to the AFC Championship game. I don't know if he said it again, but he had that cool presence like, huh, I got this. We're going to the Super Bowl. And that's how they win the game. And Bengals, my goodness, who would have thought that, you know, I picked the Kansas City last week just because, you know, due to the offensive line. I feel like Bengals would have had a more strong offensive line. I probably would have picked them. But I feel like, you know, since their offensive line was weak and then it was inexperienced, the Kansas City, you know, been there, done that, and all that stuff. That's what, you know, paid the factor for me picking the Kansas City. But the Bengals, on the other hand, was like, shut up, Kevin. You know what you're talking about. We're taking this. And Shout out to the Bengals going to the Super Bowl for, I think for the first time since I think what 1981, when I guess when they played um Joel Montana. This is you know hell of a year. This just proves to you that drafting, you know, weapons for your offense can enhance your team chances, you know, go, going further in playoffs. Like I said before, once they drafted Jamal Chase, I, mean, I know a broken record, Jamal Chase, it changed the dynamics of the team. Or oh, yeah, they could have easily drafted a um a left tackle or a left guard and you know solidify that offensive line, but they didn't. They want, you know, for that weapon. And I feel like every team's going to try to duplicate what the Bengals did this year. You know what? Let's hold off an offensive line. Let's get like a quarterback, put one around him, and we'll build an offensive line later. I promise you, though, this offseason, the Bengals will build the offensive line. And I don't think Kansas City blew this game. I truly believe Bengals came in and punched him in the on second half. And it was like, you know what, Patrick Mahomes, let's see what you can do. And the whole thing is, like, like I said, if I was, you know, comparing offensive lines, Kansas City offensive line, you know, which was better. Patrick Holmes got sacked the most in this game. I'm not 100% sure how much he got sacked, but I believe Burley didn't get sacked at all. I think he got, you know, rushed a bunch of times. Patrick Holmes, I think, two, 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 two or three sacks, but, you know, two interceptions to Joe Burrow's one. That there's um, one of the game. And also, what would have happened if Kansas City would have made – took the field goal for halftime? Could possibly, you know, different outcome in this game. Sometimes, you know, being greedy sometimes can, you know, kick your ass and – this is what happened, and shouts to the Bengals. You know, I I, I didn't I didn't expect this at all, like, especially you know even making the playoffs, getting up, beating the Raiders. I, I believe I picked the Raiders, and then I picked them to beat the Tennessee Saints. But I, I didn't believe you know they could beat Kansas City. I can't see it, especially with that. And wow, Jerbo is that guy. I think in three years he could. Well, he's won the Heisman, won the national championship, first round pick, and possibly win the Super Bowl. And shouts to the Bengals. That that definitely definitely you know. Hell of a ride and definitely you know, a great year for them. All right, so moving on to the camp San Francisco 49 versus the Rams. And I, last week, I believe I picked the 49ers to win this game just because, you know, they beat the Rams six straight times. Also, when they come with the hottest teams working, you know, going to the playoffs, I feel like, you know, everything was on momentum, it was on their side. 
which it was, you know, for a certain point in this game. But once again, Kyle Shanahan cannot hold a lead to save his life. We all know that 28-3 infamous, you know, bomb in the Super Bowl against the Patriots. You know, the 20 up 2010 against Kansas State in the Super Bowl blew a 10-point lead. And once again, San Francisco blew another 10-point lead in the championship game. Go conference championship game. Cost a chance with Super Bowl. For some reason, Cal Shanahan cannot sustain leads to save his life. 49ers had a 10-point lead going to the second half against the Los Angeles Rams. And San Francisco, once they decide to have that lead all the time, decided to change their game plan and it faltered. Jimmy G was 16 for 30, 222 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. I'm gonna talk about that interception later on. But I'm going to talk about the, um, the running game and the receiving game. Debo Sanders gave it his all in his game. He laid it out on the field. He gave it everything he had, and it still wasn't enough because Kyle Shanahan couldn't call a good game in the second half. To the point, like, Debo sitting out the game, you know, who's carting his heart out, you know, due to, you know, he left it all there, and it still wasn't enough. And the defense to, to, to 49ers, they held up their best against – this high octane offense against the Rams. They, they did what they put the possibly could, but Cooper Cup just proves that he is easily the best receiver this year in the football. He was he had 11 receptions, 100, 142 yards, and two touchdowns, and he was catching key plays all day long, especially in third down. And Odell Beckham, too, I believe he had either eight receptions or nine receptions for 100 yards, too. Like, he filled that role for Robert Woods perfectly. Training for Odell Beckham, you know, propelled him, you know, didn't lose a step once Robert Woods, you know, took a little bit of you know for um Odell to learn the offense up, but now they're clicking all um cylinders in the game. And there Aradano was giving his all in this game. He said this at the beginning of the game, I want my Super Bowl. I'm going to Super Bowl, I'm getting my ring this year. This is what I want. And I'm like, he played his ass off in this game as well, too. And Matthew Stafford in his first championship game played pretty good. 31 for 45, 333, 337 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. Stafford gave it his all in his game and shout out to Stafford, you know, going to the first Super Bowl after being, you know, I think what 12 years in Detroit, just pure hell, losing every year round in his first year with the Rams going to the Super Bowl, you know, kudos to him. But Matthew Stafford almost cost our Rams that game. I think he threw like a 30, 40 year bomb and it landed on, I don't know what his name was, number one, um, either it was Ward or somebody had the ball drop literally into their chest and they dropped it. That right there with a one-night game for 49ers, but fate was fate was on their side in this game, and Jimmy G had the chance, you know, to drive down the field to possibly you no know, score a touchdown or kick it for overtime. And Jimmy G gets you know pressure and he starts running around. And this right here reminds me of Carson Wentz. He's running around, he's running around, he's about to get sacked, and he like throws it up in the air, and I'm like, why the hell would you do that? Especially during a playoff game, knowing that it's easily going to be intercepted. And guess what? The Rams intercepted it. It's the end of the game, and that's how the Rams go to the Super Bowl. And once like I said, like I said before, Kyle Shanahan blew another 10-point lead in the biggest game of the year. And like I said before, Super Bowl 28-3, a few years ago against Kansas City 2010, and this year, uh, 10 points in the second half, and he blew it again. For some reason, Kyle Shanahan can't, you know, hold the lead to save his life, and this is why the Rams won this game. And shout out to the Rams. You know, 
They have zero first-round picks until 2024. They said, F it, all chips in. We're going to trade for everybody. We're going to give a million first-round picks for Stafford. We're going to give up first picks, you know, for Ron Miller, Odell Beckham. We don't care. We're putting everything in this, you know, for this little run we can get right here. And right now, Philly's about to pay off. You know, I think it's in the Rams' first time in the Super Bowl since 2018 when they got to against the Patriots. But that was more of a defensive game. And Jared Goff, you know, was horrendous in that game as, as well. But – I think this is the last time we'll see Jimmy G in a 49ers uniform. I feel like they're going to either trade him and, you know, give Trey Lance, you know, the opportunity next year and play, you know, maybe they'll try to get like a third round pick or second round pick for Jimmy G. Whatever they get, this is it. Because granted, Jimmy G, you know, did play in the, in the, off, um, in the playoffs, you know, messed up shoulder, torn ligaments in his hand. He gave it his all, but he just couldn't make those key plays and just stupid turnovers. Like, you know what Jimmy G was going to give you? He's going to give you some touchdowns, but he's also going to give you – Guarantee interceptions. That's what happened. This will cost him the game, especially in that last possession. I don't know why the hell would you flick that ball up in the air. I guess him and Carson always have that mindset. You know, effort flicking the air and just hope for the best and cost him right there. And maybe next year is definitely be a different team with the 49ers and Rams going to the Super Bowl. And right now, whoo, 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 Bengals and Rams Super Bowl. Who in the hell would have thought we would have saw? Bengals and Rams won. Nobody, I think it was nobody predicted the, the, the Bengals to go to the Super Bowl besides Bengal fans. And the Rams, they had high hopes this year, especially, you know, given all those picks for Memphis ever. So, you know, they had pressure on them to go. But beginning of the year, everybody probably disagree, you know, it was Kansas City uh, Buccaneers on um, 2.0 Super Bowl, you know. But this is what the football is, and, and you never, nothing is never guaranteed, especially, you know, how good, you know, your team is. Especially look at the Packers, and they, they, they number one seed, they didn't make it to the, to the conference championship. And it's funny to say for like the past two Super Bowls, it's been super teams that has made it. The Buccaneers had a super team last year where Tony Brown, Gronk, Mike Evans, Goodwin, the whole defense, you know, with um Sue, White, like they had a, a really all-star team. And this year, the Rams, like a super team as well. So you got Ramsey, Miller, Donald, Stafford, Odell, Cup, like. Are we heading towards another trend of super super teams making it to the Super Bowl now? Only time can tell, but I won't be getting my prediction this week for my Super Bowl. I'll be doing it next week, next week's episode for a Super Bowl prediction with Bengals and Rams. And whoo, championship weekend, definitely, definitely, you know, hell of a weekend. Once again, two great football games, two of them coming down to the last wire as well, too, with Bengals, you know, with the, the free goal kick. And then Jimmy G had an opportunity to, you know, take it down the field to go for humans. In a um, field goal, besides you know the door interception, but it is what it is. And shout out to the um, Bengals and Rams. This is going to be an interesting Super Bowl. Hopefully, I'm just I just want a good game. I'll talk about the more next week about my pick. But now we're heading down the home stretch of the show. Tom Brady officially retired. I think it was like either Sunday or Monday. Uh, I believe Adam Schefter reported that he was you know, Tom Brady's retiring and all that stuff. And it sucks that you know Tom Brady wanted you know go out on his terms. It's not somebody else. Same thing happened to Andrew Luck a few years ago when. He announced, you know, Angels retiring during a mid preseason game to the point that it upset fans that weren't ready for that news. You know, it would have been better if there was no preseason game. Everybody was home, you know what I mean? But he got booed. You know, it's, I, I don't agree with, you know, him getting booed off, you know, especially Lucas Oil Stadium where he gave everything he had. Maybe he wanted to do it on his own terms, and Adam Schefter, you know, took that away from him. And, Tom, and it took away Tom Brady as well, too. And what's there more to say about Tom Brady? He's the greatest of all time. And I'm going to read you some key stats, you know, of Tom Brady's 22 illustrious career. Seven, seven uh, Super Bowl championships. Undeniably, he has more Super Bowl than the Steelers and the Cowboys and the 49ers. 
He has five Super Bowl MVPs. I believe that is the most ever. Three NFL MVPs, 15 Pro Bowls. He probably played in two of them. But after that, he said, you know, after Pro Bowl, I'm never going again. Also, he's an NFL all-time passing TD leader with 624. And he's an all-time passing leader with 85,520. And most career wins, 243. Those records, I'm not going to lie to you guys, will possibly never be broken. I feel like Tom Brady, you know, he's like, you know what? I want to play so many years that I want to make my record stay for eternity. Because right now, you know, we had Philip Rivers retire, who could possibly, you know, reach some numbers. Big Ben, Eli Manning, Drew Brees. I think he was, he was if he would play another year or two or three, he probably could possibly pass all of Tom Brady's records. But, you know, he was a shell of himself. And this era of, you know, football quarterbacks that I grew up with are all retiring. And the last person who's really up close to those records who can probably, you know, not not the Super Bowl, maybe you know the passing is possibly Aaron Rodgers, but right now I see him playing for another three years, and that's say calling him quits because right now he, he's been contemplating for the past year or two about retiring. And at the age of 44, Tom Brady has his best statistical year ever. I think with 50, 300 yards. He had over 47 touchdowns and about six or six or five interceptions. He played phenomenal, phenomenal ball in 44 years. He was leaving on top of his game. Like these quarterbacks that retire, Drew Brees was a shell of himself. Peyton Manning was a shell of himself. Phil Rivers had a, had a pretty good year with um turnovers. Um, Big Ben was a shell of himself. So right there, you can say that you know, Tom Brady elevated. He's like, you know what? I can show that you can play in your forties and a high level and win a Super Bowl as well too. And I felt what propelled him to be even more the greatest of all time is that his first year at the Buccaneers, won the Super Bowl with a new team, new scheme, new players, new head coach, new everything. In his first year, won it all, and it sucks to see Tom Brady go. Like I always said, Tom Brady's been winning Super Bowls, winning games since I was 11 years old. I am 31 now. My entire life has been seeing Tom Brady play. I've seen a lot, a lot, a lot of amazing games, especially the rivalry with him and Peyton Manning was truly phenomenal as well, too. And the NFL's going to miss him. I'm going to miss him. We probably will never see somebody who's driven on success bringing the best out of all the players that he always played with. And we always know him as the winner, the GOAT, and the champion as well, too. Sucks not ready to retire, but you deserve it. You were the best ever to do it. And before we end this, guys, please comment below. Let me know what you guys thought of the Bengals versus um, Kansas City. Do you feel like the Bengals won that game and punched them in the second half, or do you feel like Kansas City blew that game? And also the San Francisco 49ers-Rams game, do you feel like the 49ers blew that game, or do you feel like Rams punched them in the mouth and won this game. And also, where do you rank Tom Brady of all time? Do you consider him the goal of all time? Do you feel like somebody else is better than him? Please, you know, comment below. I'd like to know as well, too. And the next week, I'll give my Super Bowl predictions. And also talk about the NFL Award Show that will be happening this Friday as well, too. And before we end this, guys, please subscribe and be part of the coaching game. Really appreciate it. And this is Culture Sports.